Just check the clock and you already know what time it is. Tune in to Talk To Me Tyler T. It's real, uncensored, uncut. Let's get it. Check, 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 check. You are now tuned in to Talk To Me Tyler T. With the one and the only Tyler T. So shit, today, man, um, I have a lot of stuff that I want to discuss. A lot of topics that I want to talk about. Um, and I feel like a lot of things have, hap- have happened uh, in the last two weeks that I want to catch y'all up on. Um, it's just me here today. So uh, I just want to dive right in, man. Uh, first of all, I want to talk about um, I know people are tired of hearing about it and I'm honestly tired of hearing about it. Uh, I'm pretty sure you already know what I'm about to say. Uh, the whole Will Smith thing, Will Smith, Chris Rock and Jada Pinkett. Um, so I don't even want to give just go- I'm pretty sure everybody has seen the video, knows what happened as far as Will Smith slapped the shit out of Chris Rock at the Oscars. Um. <laughs> and yeah, so everybody has been giving their think pieces on it, saying how they feel, saying this, that, and the third. Excuse me. And the one thing that's well, it's a couple things that are pissing me off about it. Um, but one of the things that's pissing me off about it is people saying like, "Oh, he shouldn't have did it at the Oscars," and I'm just like, "Why shouldn't he have done it at the Oscars? Like, what's so special about the fucking Oscars? Is it because it's a uh, it's mostly white people and they're presenting people with these different type of awards and we want to live up to their standards. Um, that That's my whole thing. Oh, well, he should have caught him afterwards or he should have saw him at the after party or in the streets. And it's like, what's the difference? But if you get your ass slapped on national TV and getting your ass slapped uh, on the corner of the street, like you still a grown ass man getting your ass slapped by another grown ass man like who cares like what what's the what's the difference um and one thing one thing i can say and that i want my people to be released from is i want my people to be released from the shackles of believing that white people are the standard like oh we have to just because we're in front of them we have to look this this way we have to be this way we have to do this we have to conduct ourselves like this and look like we belong to someone and so forth and so on when all of that shit is rooted in slavery bro all of that shit is rooted in racism like we need to be proud of who we are and conduct conduct ourselves as shit as such as who we fucking are like bro these fucking people had us in bondage bro for for years hundreds of years like you me personally do you think i give a fuck about how a white person feel about me bro like talking about oh will didn't real sort of remain professional i'm glad chris remained professional like what really is professional what white people do because white people ain't professional that's just some bullshit that they created to keep us down so oh i'm glad he he remained professional he didn't he didn't uh retaliate or blah 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 fuck that man these people had us in chains and all type of shit bro like they ain't shit because regardless of if we doing of if we doing good or regardless of if we doing bad guess what we still a nigga at the end of the day and once people i feel like once people start to understand that like we'll be a lot better off as a people um so moving forward with that I hate how they're trying to blackball Will Smith uh, for sticking up for his wife. And I know there's two sides. There's three sides to every story. There's, you know, there's Will's side, there's Chris's side, and then shit, there's the truth. And the truth, shit, we'll probably never know. Um, But 
as far as this shit goes, it's just like if we really want to talk about white people and what the 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 crazy shit that they do and get away with it and still are able to uh you know perform in Hollywood and just and just do their thing but will all of a sudden he's fed up cuz this man Chris Rock has been making jokes about his wife for years on end um not just it wasn't just one joke at the Oscars this was this was more than that you know what i'm saying this was just the breaking point and the breaking point it just so happened to be at the Oscars and damn the Oscars like it it could, it could have been anywhere like and niggas not used to getting checked, I feel like. That's that's my main thing. Uh, niggas not used to getting checked. And it just so happened to be some people that we uh, have grown up with as far as uh, TV, comedy, and music, acting, so forth and so on. So we see these people that we hold to such a high standard. Like, oh, this is Chris Rock. This is Will Smith. This is Jada Pinkett. And realizing that, shit, these are people just like everybody else, man. Like... And people have feelings, people have breaking points, people go through, experience several emotions. And shit, it may not have been the right time for Will to do that. But then again, what is the right time to slap a nigga in his face, bro? Like, is is there a right time for that shit? You know what I'm saying? If a nigga, if a nigga trying you, a nigga trying your wife, a nigga trying your family, like, you, oh, I'm going to just wait for the, white time, for the right time. Oh, I'm going to just wait until this. I'm going to just wait until that. No, nigga, we going to act now. Like, and people got to understand, Will Smith is from Philadelphia, bro. Like, he not he not playing with niggas. He probably done seen a lot of shit, done been through a lot of shit. And for you to you to say something like that and embarrass, embarrass his wife continuously, um, you know what I'm saying, on national TV, shit, it just, it just so happened that you got your ass checked. And... Yeah, now you going, you know, you going on tour, your tour, your tour tickets done skyrocketed. You probably going to use this as a oh, well, I could make a joke about it now to make money about it, blah blah blah. You came out with an apology. They made Will Smith, well, I ain't going to say they made Will Smith apologize because shit, he I don't know, maybe he did it on his own, but like, what are you apologizing for if you're not sorry? And I'm not <clears throat> excuse me, and I'm not saying you gotta be sorry, cause be sorry for what? He ain't sorry for how he humiliated your wife. Shit, he just sorry that he got his ass slapped at the Oscars in front of them white people and he want that he still wanna get his money. You know what I'm saying? So it it is just a bunch of bullshit, man. But another thing that pissed me off is his brother, Tony Rock. And mind you, I, I haven't seen Tony Rock on anything since was that all of us and to my knowledge that show was created by Will and Jada but I could be mistaken but I don't think I am but uh yeah so he got he he got on this uh and, and I, I will say this he got on um something he had he was at some show and he was just saying like oh you gonna you gonna do this in front of my wife. You gonna do this to my brother, and we step behind ours. Essentially, it's ten of us, and we blah blah blah. And by all means, defend your brother, bro. Defend your, you know what I'm saying. Defend your family, whatever the case may be. But let a nigga know when he wrong too. You know what I'm saying. Don't don't just defend. Don't just defend somebody. Um, and not say what the deal is. Like tell that nigga the truth. Like tell that nigga he was wrong. You calling Jada Smith a you calling Jada Smith a bitch, uh, because your brother got slapped. Like what? 
she was she a bitch when she created the show and then you just so happen to get a job like was she a bitch then so and another thing bro is like i saw that on the shade room um and i don't even follow the shade room on any social media platforms but it just so happened to pop up on my uh, on my tl on twitter and i'm like bro we gotta we gotta get away from when I say we, I mean black people, we got to get away from mess. Like we love mess because mess gets you paid and it's entertaining. Um, and we love mess and that's entertaining and gets you paid until it's our our mess. Then we don't want anybody in our business. So I want our people to do better with how they involve themselves in different types of mess because yeah we'll go and we'll we'll watch uh jocelyn's cabaret and shit like that and talk about oh this and oh that and the bad boys club and just all different types of shit that that's messy because it's like oh did y'all see such and such did y'all see what happened here even even in our friend groups or people that we may know or think we may know or that we see on the internet like oh you seen what happened to to bro them like they they did this they did that but when it's when it's something that's going on with us like in our personal lives it's like oh i don't want nobody involved this is this this is that and the shade room loves to put out mess bro the shade room uh say cheese tv they just all that shit is is just mess sometimes well most of the time especially with uh with the shade room bro and i believe the shade room is ran by a black person and it's just like they can't wait to do this and people just live for it like oh we sending we sending shit to people in the dms like did you see this did you see that and it's like let let's let's get away from that shit bro because is that shit really like i don't even know how how is that shit benefiting us um it, even even if it is at all and so it, it's just kind of annoying that we kind of we glorify that shit in a sense like oh oh shit. because obviously like i said it sells it makes money um and i guess it's just our way of life essentially but i, I want us as a people to kind of move away from that because it's, it's it's not doing any good for us it's it's doing more bad than good in a sense um but yeah, I, I didn't like that whole that whole ordeal, that whole situation um with with Tony Rock. Like, let your brother handle his own shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? He got himself in this shit. Like, he can handle this shit by himself. Uh and I hate how they trying to blackball Will Smith by, you know, putting his movies on pause, um, and doing little shit that other people and when i say other people i mean white people that they would get away with bro and it's just it's just like people don't essentially it's just saying like people don't have to get held accountable for their actions and they can just let shit ride because while you know will is getting blackballed and trying to they're trying to tarnish his career tarnish his legacy essentially um shit other white producers white movie stars are just moving on up the ladder and getting all the shit that they have done swept under the rug. And I don't fuck with that shit personally, but at the end of the day, it's kind of just like, that's how they do us, you know what I'm saying? 
So it, it's just a nasty situation, man. Um, I, I, if I was Will, you know what I'm saying, I wouldn't feel sorry for slapping the shit out of Chris Rock because it seemed like he deserved it, and it seemed like a lot of p- other black superstars in Hollywood don't fuck with Bro either. So he really did it for the culture, I feel like. Uh, and he just so happened to be the nigga to step up and slap the fuck out his ass. And he checked his ass, and that's what that was. You know what I'm saying? So I, in my eyes, it's like kudos to Will. Um, but, you know what I'm saying, I guess he got to suffer the consequences, I don't, which I don't think he should have to. Uh, but, you know, they're they going to try to strip his his Grammy from him and it took him fucking years to win it as his first one. Uh, so, but shout out to him for that. It, and it's just, it's just a lot of bullshit that comes with what he did. Um, and I, I really hate that for him. And I hate that for Jada. I hate that for his whole, like his whole family type shit. So, you know what I'm saying? Like prayers to that family, man. Uh, Chris Rock, you a hoe. Tony Rock, shit. You not even relevant no more, so mm, whatever. Anyway, uh, let's segue into something else. So uh, enough about that. That's my last time talking about that shit. Um, don't want to hear about it anymore. So uh, let's segue into something else. Um, so last week, man, last Tuesday was my last time working at Lifetime, my last day ever. So as y'all know, previously, like in January, I stopped working there. Excuse me. I stopped working there full time um, as a personal trainer to go into business for myself as a trainer. Um, But I was still working at Lifetime part time teaching and coaching the kids, teaching the kids class, which is known as Game Face. Um, So I was doing that just because I had just started my business and I was trying to, you know, keep some consistent bread in my pocket which wasn't a lot, if I'm being honest with you. Um, I think I was getting like $20 a class, maybe. And I was teaching four classes a week. So I was driving 35 minutes to make $80 before taxes uh, a week. Well, 35 minutes, yeah, there and back to make um, $80 a week. But... uh that's before taxes. So really those checks would be like, shit, maybe, maybe 70 something dollars. And with the way gas prices look right now and the the more expensive things are getting like, bro, it takes $61 to fill up my tank. Like, so that's barely even gas. You know what I'm saying? I'm literally driving to get gas money. So anyway, put in my two weeks. Uh, so Tuesday was my last day. And, excuse me, uh, Tuesday was my last day. So I'm just like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a chapter in my life that I'm really about to close. Um, and Game Face was, like I said, uh, I think I said this on some podcasts before, Game Face was a new class. Uh, I was the first coach at Lifetime, the, at the Mansfield location to coach that class. So it was kind of like I was the, the pioneer um, for that class, essentially. Um, and I know they had another coach who they ended up hiring, but like the kids kind of ran him out of the position because they didn't like him. 
And so he was like, shit, I'm not going to keep coming up, coming up here and nobody's coming to my class. And I'm just really like on the clock for one to two hours. Um, so, you know, I, I talk to the kids frequently uh, and I started working with this kid who had um, who had autism or well, I don't think he was diagnosed with autism, but he was on the spectrum. Let me not say he had autism, but he was definitely on the spectrum. That's what his mom told me. So um, that was my first time, like, working with a kid with uh, with that was on the spectrum. And I didn't know how I was going to handle it, honestly, because I had never, never done it before. And it was just kind of like he uh, he was just drawn to me, man. And he he just so happened to just love me, like like me as like really like me as a person. His mom would tell me like when they didn't come to class that he was always asking about me. Um, and so like, I really try to give these kids, like, let them know that they're seen, that they're heard, that they have a voice and just treat them like as people, you know what I'm saying? Because oftentimes we, we treat, well, I know when I was younger, like kids would be treated as like, oh, you're the, you're the child. I'm the adult. So you do as I say, not as I do, or you have to listen to me because I told you to do something. I'm the adult and you're the kid. And I understand that. But again, like kids are people, too. And they're trying to figure out how to be in this world and of this world, uh, just like everyone else. And they're just new to it. And they don't really know, like, what's going on. They're trying to find their way. You know what I'm saying? So working with these kids for the past, I want to say what? Five, six months has been maybe four or five months. I don't know. Somewhere between four to six months uh, has been an eye opener for me, man. Um, Because I was the one that said that would always say, like, I could never work with kids. Kids get on my nerves. Kids are annoying, uh, which they can be. Uh, They can get on your nerves. They can be annoying. Um, But kids can also be the sweetest people in the world, man. And they can teach you so much about life and about like yourself, especially with me, like being a young adult. It's like, I see, I remember when I was, cause I, I would work with kids that are between the ages of eight to 13 or eight to 12, eight to 13, eight to 12, one of those. So it was just like, I see myself in so many of those kids. And it's crazy that like, them looking back, like, dang, I remember when I used to be eight or I remember when I was nine or I mean when I was 12 you know what I'm saying I remember like exactly what I was doing and where I was at in my life and it almost makes me like feel old in a sense but then again it's like dang like I'm I'm really able to like help help see y'all grow um impact y'all's lives and you know the parents will come up to me and be like oh my kid loves your class like he's he's always asking about you he's asking if you're gonna be teaching the class, blah, blah, blah. Like, and they, they want you to like stay forever. You know what I'm saying? And this one girl, she was asking me, she was like, is today your last day? And I was like, yeah, today's my last day. And she was like, so you're really leaving us? I was like, yeah, unfortunately, um, you know, I have to. And I was trying, she was asking me why. And I was trying to explain it to her, like in the best way that I could. Um, mind you, this girl is eight years old. So I can't just be like, oh, well, you know, Shit, I'm trying to get paid and they not paying me, so I gotta bounce on y'all. Like, cause that that's not that's not what you want to tell an eight year old kid. 
So, you know, you're trying to find the words to tell these kids, uh, you know, something to where they can understand. Uh, and I remember like kids would sometimes they would get upset with me because it's like I, I'm a true I'm a true coach. I'm not just going to come in here and let y'all play a game for 45 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like we're going to do some type of exercise. We're going to warm up. We're going to do some type of drills, uh, whether it's like plyometrics, whether it's footwork, whether it's, you know, anything. Um, and then we're going to get into some sort of exercise, do one or two rounds of that one or two rounds of exercises, and then we'll go into the game for like 10, 15 minutes, depending on how much time we have left. Um, and some of the kids, they would just think, oh, well, we go into this class, we finna play a game for 45 minutes. And I'm telling, I had to tell them, like, nah, y'all finna listen to what I say, and y'all finna do, you know, do these drills, and, and you're gonna come in here, and I'm, I'm gonna teach you something, and then we're gonna play a game. <clears throat> like, if you wanna play, if you wanna just play games, Stay in there in the classroom where all the games and stuff are at. Like this 45 minutes is used to make you better. You know what I'm saying? And to show you different things that you may not learn uh, in class. Because a lot of these kids don't have, they, they have gym class, but they have gym class like two times a week. Uh, these physical education coaches are just letting them run around and do whatever. And they're not developing them because a lot, a, a lot of these kids want to play, uh, want to play sports and want to enhance their skills. And even if they don't want to do that, they still need to know, you know, basic exercise movements, still need to know how to squat, still need to know how to lunge, you still need to know how to press, how to pull, um, how to carry something, you know what I'm saying? So it's just a lot of things that that go into being a coach, especially with not even just with adults, but with the youth, because they're the one that... We say the youth are the future, but they really the now. You know what I'm saying? They're the present. Um, and we have to continue to build them up. And I aspire to inspire the youth. Um, and I never thought that I would be that person. Like, I always wanted to be a mentor. Or I always wanted to be, like, that person that uh that did stuff in the community for children, like, and stuff like that. Because I know that I wanted more of that as a child. And I knew that when I got the opportunity to do something like that, um, I would jump on it. I never wanted to be a teacher like in grade school because I didn't want to deal with those kids like on a day to day basis. But I knew that I could I knew that I would find a way uh, to help kids out and to, you know, push them to be the best people that young people that they could be, Uh, because I had a lot of role models growing up. When I was in elementary school and in middle school that I and I had a lot of I was very self-driven um, and I knew that I wanted to succeed. So seeing other black people succeed, especially when I was in elementary school, like I had all black teachers, which was looking back uh, great on my end because these teachers were a lot of my teachers were older. So in their 50s, really, maybe even 60s uh, when I was growing up. So it was like, dang, like, okay, I see where y'all coming from. Like y'all old school, y'all putting us on this game and, you know, y'all are, we, we essentially, we like looking up to them. Um, and it was just good to be around like black people in that setting. Um, so yeah, man, these kids have like really like changed my life. Um, and yeah, not a lot of money came from it. But I feel like I got a lot of 
satisfaction um helping these kids and caring for these kids and being able to you know spend time with these kids outside of like just sports and them being like my sibling or something like that um so this opportunity segued this opportunity like made and created another opportunity for me um to actually work with kids in inner city schools in dallas so um now since i stopped working there i got another opportunity to work with kids and do and be like a because the i'll be working for a nonprofit organization um train coaching kids at um I guess I'll start out at Jay and Irvin Elementary School. Um, and what's funny is I used to, I remember when I used to play um, basketball in elementary school because I went to William Brown Miller. That was one of the schools that we used to play against. So I walking in that gym, walking in that school, it was like, damn, it was so nostalgic because I was like, damn, I remember when I played my first basketball game and I believe it was actually at that school um, and being what I think I was maybe eight or nine and being that age and like walking in that school and like, damn, like, OK, like we walking through these hallways and the school seemed so much bigger when I was younger, I guess, I guess because I was smaller. But now it's just like, damn, this is just a big ass circle. And it's crazy because the school still looks the same. Um, and it's in Holland Hills, obviously. So when I said inner city, so it's in Holland Hills. It doesn't look like they've had a lot of work done to it at all, if any. So, um, yeah, man, it it was just a it's just a humbling experience um, to be back. Essentially, like where I where I grew up, you know, what I'm saying where I was raised. Um, and it was just like, man, uh, it, it just took me back Um like wow, I can't believe I can't believe like how God has placed me. <clears throat> excuse me, how God has placed me like in this position. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and everything just kind of came like full circle. And so even with my, uh, so I'll be having a meeting with um, one of the coordinators to get me like situated with that, uh, so I can start start the position uh, soon. I guess. So shout out to uh, yeah, shout out to them for um, putting me in that position. Shout out to God because uh, without without those without those people and without God, man, this none of this would be possible. So I'm really like thankful for that. Um, and then one of my ba- my basketball coach, one of my basketball coaches from uh, from high school, he hit he reached out to me. It was like, hey, um, follow me on Instagram. He reached out to me. He watches my videos and stuff. And he was like, hey, man, I want you to. Um, he was like, how would you feel about like training my son? Son plays basketball. Shout out to Coach Cotton, man. Uh, son plays basketball. He was just asking me, like, you know, man, I, I feel like you could teach him the part of the game that I really that I really don't know. And that's like, you know, weight training. And strength training and stuff like that. He was like, he has the skill and he's been performing well, well on the court. But I want him to get used to, you know, the, the working out part, of the fitness part of sports type shit. And I was like, man, like, in my head, I was like, damn, like I love to do that because it's like shit. That's what I want to do anyway. You know what I'm saying? And this would just give me like I've trained a few athletes, few high school athletes, 
Um, and so it's just giving me the opportunity to like help somebody get better. You know what I'm saying? And that's ultimately like my goal uh, is to help someone get better and to understand physical fitness, understand uh, how to how you how you work, how working out can help you can help transfer like onto the basketball court or onto the football field or onto the volleyball court or the baseball field or whatever, whatever type of training that you uh, that you getting into. So, yeah, man, that was like a full circle moment. And I just feel like everything, a lot of things for me have been coming like full circle and nothing really happens on your time. It just happens when the time is right. You know, when God when God has that in store, God has things in store for you that he can't really give to you right now because you're not ready. But once you get ready for those things, like they already they're already written. So it's it's already there. You know what I'm saying? And that was just a good moment. Um, so I'm supposed to start training him soon. So that was just really cool for me to hear um, and to and to know that, you know, people see, you know, what I'm doing, because oftentimes when you're a, when you're a business owner or when you're doing something for the first time, you, you want to <clears throat> especially something like personal training, like you want to be recognized, you want to be noticed because that's how people um, that's how you get your name out there. And that's how people get to know you um, essentially by word of mouth or by seeing something on social media or by meeting you. Um, and you talking to them, even if they just come for like a little workout or something, they like, damn, like this really helped me. I could really feel this. And so they see the value uh, in you and in your service, because, you know, without that service, like who really are you? <clears throat> who are you really essentially? But um, I just try to, you know, educate my clients and be as much as a help as I can, essentially. Um so yeah, all, all that all that shit was pretty cool to me, man. Um it's just a lot of things that have been happening in my life that I've been like, damn, like this this is really happening for me type shit. Uh so slowly but surely I'm, you know, getting to where I wanna be. And that's that's really all that I wanna do. Um, so yesterday, what's today? Sunday, so y'all will be hearing this like what, Monday or Tuesday? Um so Saturday went out to um what is it what is it called um the art park at Trinity Groves um with my girl which is just West Dallas essentially um so I, they're just gentrifying Dallas so much bro and I was going to say they're trying to gentrify Dallas so much but like they are gentrifying Dallas so much bro and it's like I really don't like it because they're pushing our people out and all the white people are coming in, bro. Because I, I was in I was in West Dallas, bro, and I, I was just chilling, um, you know, in the art park or whatever. Like we we had like a craft of mimosas, we eating our food and shit. And I'm just like, bro, I've never seen this many white people in West Dallas ever in my life. And I'm just like, damn, bro, like what what's really going on? Like y'all putting these and then, then they just built some nice ass apartments like right across the street from um from Trinity Groves and the little food stores or the little food stores or whatever, little restaurants. And so I'm like, damn, like I know these I know y'all taxing for these apartments. I know they like sixteen, seventeen hundred dollars for like a six hundred 
square foot one bedroom apartment, maybe even just a studio. And that but that hoe is right next to like I don't even know, was that like a I don't even know if that was like a cement plant or like something to do with like electricity or something, but it was like right next to that. And I'm like, bro, like who really wants to live right there? Um but then again, it's like shit, if you move into Dallas or if you got the bread and can't find nowhere else to stay, like, oh shit, I'm a I'm a, I could pay seventeen hundred for a little bitch ass apartment. I make ninety a year. Like that ain't shit. Fuck it. And I, it's just like that gentrification shit, man. You'll ride through South Dallas and see all these big ass houses right in the middle of the hood and shit. And it, it's like, man, like this shit is this shit is crazy. They building all these walls uh, on thirty five to where like you can't even really see the cliff. Um, no more because all these walls is posted up right there. And you know niggas finna start spray painting on them hoes, all that graffiti and shit. But it it it's crazy, man. They building the new um building a new hospital right by Redbird. They've been renovating Redbird Redbird Mall for a long ass time. They put some new apartments over there. But I'm like, it, it looks good. Um and I'm glad that they're renovating Redbird because the Redbird used to be the spot from what I hear. Even when I was younger, my parents used to go up there. Uh, my dad said, you know, he used to when he was young, he used to like parking lot pimping shit up there. Just just cooling it like on a Saturday. Uh, and I feel like you can't do shit like that anymore. But, um, yeah, man, this this gentrification shit is just it just continues to go on. And I, I really don't know how things will be for like the lower class or the the upper the upper middle class black person um in the city of Dallas because they're trying to make everything so expensive um they're trying to whitewash everything um they're giving and for instance like they're calling West Dallas like Trinity Groves like no, nah, bro, this is this is West Dallas, man. Like people are like, oh, have you ever been to Trinity Groves? Like, yeah, nigga, I've been to West Dallas. Like, I know where that shit is. And it, it's just this new that that may seem small to everybody, but it's just this new mantra that they're trying to place on everything that's like, nah, bro, this not this not it. Like, nigga, this the West. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, bro. It it's just a lot that that goes into that shit. And you and you know, you know the reason, uh, you know why they're doing it. Um, but it, it's kinda it's kinda just sad to see if I'm if I'm keeping it a being with you. But uh, yeah, man, that's that's I don't know. It, that kinda just I don't know how it makes how it really makes me feel, if it makes me mad, if it upsets me, or if it does like a little bit of both or whatever, but it's just like, nah, bro, I ain't really fucking with that shit. But anyway, um one last thing that I wanted to discuss before uh, I got off the phone. I mean, I, I said got off the phone before I ended this show. Uh, so I don't know if y'all have watched. Um, it's called Winning Time, The Rise of the L.A. Lakers. It's on HBO Max, I believe. I believe it's on HBO Max. Um, it's about Magic Johnson. And when he first got drafted into the NBA, so there are four episodes, excuse me, there are four episodes that have, uh, that have already aired and the fifth episode comes out tonight. 
when I say tonight, I mean like Sunday night. Um, so I've been watching it. Um, I started watching it like earlier this week, so I've been running through running through the episodes. Like I'm about to be on episode four, and I'm gonna catch um I'm gonna catch this probably catch this last episode, episode five. Probably catch it tonight or maybe like Monday. Anyway, shit has been going crazy, bro. And I'm like, damn, like this nigga Magic Johnson was really going through some like racist ass shit um getting drafted into the into the nba uh you got all these white owners especially like in hollywood bro first off they didn't want to draft this nigga because shit obviously because he was a nigga secondly because he was six nine and he was a play fucking point guard which that shit was unheard of normally point guards especially in that time in the nba like six one six two no bigger than six three um and he couldn't really shoot like that either so you got um you got the point guard on the Lakers like well this is the story that's that they're playing on 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 TV like this shit could be I don't know how true or how untrue this shit is I don't know how this this shit could be like seventy percent truth and like thirty percent a tall tale type shit but anyway um you know you got the you got the current point guard and he like oh yeah like nigga you ain't finna take my spot so he show bro up at a I'm not finna tell y'all the whole show, but he show bro up at the little party they outside hooping and shit, you know, on some on some rookie vet type shit. Um, then he's saying he finna and Magic Johnson is like peeping, like, damn, this nigga got a lot of side hustles, bro. Like, how you one of the star point guards for the Lakers, but you got all these side hustles? Like, are you really making that sack like that? But people really wasn't getting paid in the NBA like that either. And they just signed they had just signed somebody. I think it was Kareem. They had just signed Kareem for like he ain't even get a meal, bro. If I'm keep if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I don't even think they signed bro for a meal. Um and I think Magic Johnson, like, over time he ended up getting one what's just known as one of the biggest getting offered one of the biggest contracts in uh NBA history. Um so then I I, th- I guess now it's going to start getting into, well, it's showing like little bits and pieces of how he was getting involved with all these women. Hence that that's why he got HIV. Um, just being a young nigga, bro, playing, playing ball, hooping. Um, shit, the women going to flock to you, man. And then he I guess he ended up meeting his pimp at Norm's show. Norm is a point guard for the Lakers at Norm's um, grand premiere. I mean, world premiere type shit. So, yeah, he ends up meeting this pimp. And so he gives him a car, gives him a business car. So Magic ends up going to the whole house. He fucking like three, four women at a time. You know what I'm saying? Um, And I don't think they were big on condoms back then. So obviously, you know how that shit goes. Uh, You fucking all these women with no condom. Sooner or later, you gonna get, you gonna get got, bruh. You just so happen to get got with something that you can't get rid of, goddamn. But um, yeah. So that shit. This show is pretty good, man. I encourage anybody that's a fan of basketball, that's a fan of the Lakers, uh, that loves sports. I encourage y'all to watch this show, man. Uh, it's really good. Um, and I, I like I like how they're making like shows about sports. I'm a big fan of sports, so anytime that I see something that's a uh, that's about sports or that that looks like it's worth watching i'm gonna dive in um and there's another show that's on youtube uh, it's a youtube series it's called uh purpose over dreams it's about this school called 
Arizona Compass Preparatory School um, in Arizona. And when I tell you, these little niggas, and it's, I think they're like, majority of them are like class of 2022, class of 2022 and class of 2023. I believe there's some, uh, I believe there's some class of 2024 guys on there. Um, but like, they're like super duper high recruits, um, in the, in the U S type shit. And Arizona compass at one time, they were the number one school in the nation. So they were playing these guys, man. And they just had, they just had a dude go to Kentucky, Tata Washington, which was last year. So he was playing his first collegiate year the, this year. He ended up getting hurt. Um, I forgot what happened to him, but he ended up getting hurt. And I actually, I actually followed him like through his high school career. So I was like, I I had heard of bro. And they got this one dude that went to DeSoto. Niggas cold. They, their roster is like 10 deep. Like they got niggas. Like the coach can take out five people and put five more people in and the game will be flowing like it was before. Like no substitutions were made. Uh, black coach, black um, uh, program director, black uh player development coach so it's all black it's all black staff which i fuck with heavy because it's like you don't really see that too often man um and he putting these kids putting these kids in a position to win man putting these kids in a position to succeed not only as basketball players but as men and you can really tell by watching the show um that he really cares the episode is like each episode is like 30 35 minutes uh i think there's like six or seven episodes i watched the whole i watched the whole series in like one day i mean i'm pretty sure they're gonna be dropping like episodes um maybe like all through the month of the month of april uh so well hopefully um i i found it on tiktok though because i saw somebody post it and i just went and searched it and i've been watching it ever since but yeah it's a really good show man so if you're interested in like you sports seeing these seeing the top tier guys in AAU. I mean the top tier guys in high school go at it. Uh definitely, definitely tap into that, man. Um, but yeah, man, that's all I got for today. Um I got a surprise for y'all next week. Uh well not next week, but the week after that. Um y'all be on the lookout on my social media. Um y'all gonna y'all gonna see some shit. So uh yeah, man, y'all be on the lookout. Uh, y'all know where to find me, man. Get at me on social media at Talk to Me Tyler T. Uh, get at my training account at Train to the T. Trained with the number two, the T, nigga. Uh, yeah, man. And so that's all I got to say for y'all. That's all I got, y'all. Y'all be safe, man. Um, uh, yeah, y'all enjoy this month of April. Tyler T, man. I'm signing out.